I mean, I guess it depends on depends on a lot of things. I'm not going to try to get into it. Man, you're going to make my brain explode if you're going to tell me I'm still actually, like, I still think I'm alive. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Well done, media. Let's get it on. 810 here on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. I want to get to a million stories today. One million stories. There are a lot. A lot to get through. Yes. But I'm hoping to generate some conversation on this one. I hope you'll call. Number is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank. Get old. What story that Eric had at the top of the hour news is making national news today? The networks picked up on it. First thing I saw today, NBC Early Today Show had the story. Of the stories that Eric did that are locally generated, what made national news? Because it's such a huge story. This idea that we would allow 14-year-olds to serve alcohol in restaurants. My reaction initially was probably like many of yours, was at least an eyebrow raise. I don't want to say it was shocked, but like, ooh. So I had an initial reaction, like a pullback, like, whoa, what are we doing that for? And then shortly thereafter, like, give it a beat. I was like, "Mm, yeah, so what? Fine. And I think some people didn't come back to that part. They're still in the, whoa. I swear I've been served (laughs) by a (laughs) 15-year-old already. And your kids don't count? Now, we should point out that this bill is not for someone working behind a bar. It's for someone who is serving you at a table who then takes an order and you order a beer or whatever. It's not Tom Cruise cocktail at right, 2 a.m., yeah. 14-year-old bartenders right. <laughs> mixing Manhattans. And yeah, it's just serving a couple of drafts around. or yeah, serving a, a wine, if you will. You mentioned before that movie probably doesn't stand up right now. I'm, I'm curious. Well, give it a we watch. might have to give, give it a, a spin just to see how that movie stands up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess no. So here's what's proposed in the Wisconsin State Legislature. Teenagers as young as 14 would be allowed to serve alcohol in restaurants. It would make Wisconsin only the third state in America that allows people under 18 to serve alcohol. It would be the only state in the country where we'd go as young as 14. The other two outliers are 16 years old. The uh, bill, authored by two Republicans, Senator Rob Stoffsholt of New Richmond and Representative Chance Green of Grandview. Uh, Their argument is that people in the hospitality industry are having trouble finding workers and there's wait staff that's involved here and restaurateurs are looking at it like sure i would hire i would have to hire a 14 year old a 15 year old a 16 year old whatever to to be wait staff but mm-hmm. if i can't have them even bring the drinks over it's problematic so i'm less inclined to hire a younger person but i can't find enough people to work so help me out so here. this will solve that problem I don't know All that it will the solve restaurants it. will have plenty of staff now, and 14-year-olds will be able to sling beers around. <laughs> I just, I, I'm just, I'm skeptical to a certain extent. I really don't think it affects that much. I agree with you there that it sounds funny at first, I, but I do appreciate Wisconsin being so progressive, being the first in the nation to be able to do something. Well, we like, would be the we would be the state to lead on <laughs> this nice job, Wisconsin. Issue, yeah, because right? we don't lead on anything else. We'll lead on this one. <laughs> right. There you go. Let's make sure that the teenagers can serve alcohol. Right. I just, I come back with like, yes, and so. Well, I so as a as a skeptic, okay. My first thought 
Tell we, me the problem. My well, I don't know if it's a problem. I'm just throwing out okay. there. I'm going to get blown up on the text line. I'm sure, but my my <laughs> first <laughs> Eric. <laughs> my first thought would be, okay, is it cheaper? Is it cheaper to hire a 14 year old than a 19 year old to do the work, or a 20 year old? Will they ask for more money? Is it cheaper to pay teenage kids? Okay, so let's have teenage kids because it's cheaper. Is okay. that? Would that be the the real reason for this, other than that it, you're really they're dealing with staff shortages where I can't have a bartender bring the beer out? Or I guess I'm agnostic on that. If that's the job that you know the the job market is super competitive right now, so if that 14 year old could get a job somewhere else, then go ahead. Yeah. So that's the wage. So that one doesn't do it for me. I would rather if if you we're, if we're making up bills, <laughs> and we are. I would rather be able to go to the grocery store and have the checker there be able to ring me up instead of having to walk halfway down the uh, Sendix there to get someone else to bring them back so they can ring me up because they're not of age. See, that one makes more sense to me because an unsupervised teen could be more likely to go ahead and give a pass. Why? Why would they be more likely to give a pass than someone bringing a beer to a table to maybe one of their buddies? Because their buddies aren't getting a table at Chili's and just openly drinking alcohol. A bunch of middle schoolers aren't over there. (laughs) Middle schoolers. Okay, high school freshmen or sophomores aren't going to get a table at at, at a restaurant and just say, so we'll take yeah. four beers, please. <laughs> John, huh? Right, yeah. Come on, hook us up. Because they'd have to sit there in the restaurant and drink it. <laughs> so I think there's no risk there. Whereas in a supermarket situation or the yeah. Sendix you mentioned, right, you could see someone trying to sneak beers through to their buddies, I suppose. Hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I did get a text earlier on this from someone who... Apparently is in the restaurant industry. The lower age to serve alcohol would be great for our industry. I have 16-year-old servers, but the bartender needs to yeah. take the drinks to the tables. And so that's an issue. And basically this person's saying, look, it'd be easier to hire people. It'd be easier to get people to work. I just, I respect that initially the reaction is probably for you. What I had is it's a, at least an eyebrow raise. Maybe sure. a like, mm, why are we doing this? But then I quickly came back to I can't really find a reasonable objection, and I can so I meant that. why not? I, I can I I understand that logic. I get where you're coming from there. Uh, here's one from the four one four. First thing my grandpa did when I could walk was teach me how to make some Manhattan <laughs> and bring him one. <laughs> and my husband was trained the dog now to bring him beers. <laughs> so got another builder room. working on a Madison is to allow canines to serve alcohol. <laughs> The yeah, people of okay any with age, that. right? You can train the dog to do it. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank. Talk and text line, 855-616-1620. A lot of texts. I'll take your calls as well. Give us a call. Talk through it. Tell me I'm wrong on this one. That's fine. Like, what? what is the downside? Someone else uh, raised the pay disparity, questioning whether or not, oh, well, is this just so we can hire cheaper labor? Yeah, and just to that, I, I say, mean, Fine. If that's a job that a 14, a 15-year-old, 16-year-old wants to accept at that wage, fine. A lot of people close to me who've waitered or waitressed before, and for them, uh, at least in the situations that they were in, they found it to be very lucrative. Like, they were entirely mm-hmm. happy with mm-hmm. their wage. And I know there's the disparity of what is the minimum wage for wait staff, and then there are tips and things like that. But when we're standard tipping out at 20%, and have you been out to eat lately? It's expensive. Yeah, it is. Holy cow. So 20% off of the tab that you're paying right now, that's a pretty, pretty good tip. 414, I'm all for hiring 14-year-olds. They aren't bartending. It's for waiting tables. It's not like they are suddenly going to be closet alcoholics. Half of the restaurants up north are at half staff because they don't have anybody who wants to work. Actually, I, 
I think I've been up north and had a I was just 13 year old give me a beer before. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Maybe this will start teaching our youth how important it is to be part of the workforce and that it's not sitting at home with your computer as part of the workforce. Yeah, sure. I just don't see a downside. Like what? What? I think my my and I fully admit, like I'm weirdly, oddly sensitive to it. But I in I'm not saying it all makes sense. But I do, we do have a problem in this state. We do. Just the fact that someone texted saying that they're as soon as they could walk, they knew how to make a Manhattan. That's not a good thing. <laughs> Why? Okay, Come on. I kind of laugh at it, but yeah, me too. It is funny, but like I remember going. I remember when we're at our old house. Uh, the neighbor's daughter was turning five, and my oldest was about the same age. So he invited me over and said, hey, do you want to you know, bring Noah over and come to this birthday party we're having out in the backyard? Or yeah. Okay, sure. S- Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Walk over there with Noah. Hey, uh, I'm meeting some new people. Uh, you want a beer? And I was like, I'm at a five-year-old birthday party. <laughs> at 10.30 a.m. And I was like, oh, well, all right, sure. Did you have one? Of course. Yeah, you did. See, you're probably. Oh, I thought problem. you said that they asked Noah if he wanted one. <laughs> oh, no. They didn't. No, <laughs> okay. me. They offered me one. That Boy's would be becoming like, a man soon. <laughs> Let's go. 819. The Old National Bank talk and text line is 855 616 1620. Getting more questions on this. I don't see a downside. How about you? Back with more on Wisconsin's Morning News in a moment. 823 on Wisconsin's Morning News bill in the Wisconsin State Legislature would allow. Teenagers as young as 14 to serve alcohol to seated patrons at a restaurant. We'd be the only state in the nation that would allow essentially still children as young as 14 to serve alcohol. From the 92i, I was originally against this idea, initially thinking they could be tending bar, but now I can see how it would help the restaurants out. It's a hassle to get someone else to carry the alcohol orders to the table. Yeah. One of the reasons cited is uh, restaurateurs, small business owners trying to staff up. They're saying, look, it. It's problematic if I have to wait for the bartender to bring drinks to yeah. people because my wait staff is not old enough. Even if you don't want to go as young as 14, right now we're at 18 in Wisconsin. Let's go to the phones, 855-616-1620. Joe is on the line from Brown Deer. Morning, Joe. Morning. Hey, I think they would be the 14-year-olds would end up being responsible for determining whether or not they had were serving beer to someone who was drunk. Uh, interesting point. You want, a, you want a 14-year-old deciding that the patron sitting at that table has had too much to drink? I don't think so. Or trying to tell that patron, uh, sir, I'm, I'm afraid I can't serve you. I got you. Don't disagree with you, but at the same time, I, I mean, there's managers, there's other staff that can help with that. I, that. I don't know if they'd necessarily be putting the onus on the 14-year-old. Although, what about carding? Would the 14-year-old have to card somebody? Yeah, I think uh, in a restaurant, in a questionable situation, I just think like... I'd like to think managers could step in and help out with that situation. Exactly. I, I think he raises a good point, and yeah. I know this because I've done concessions now as, on a volunteer basis for fundraisers, both at Lambeau Field and at American Family Field. And that is the thing that we spend the most time on in the limited training you get for that is serving people who are visibly drunk or checking IDs. They're very concerned about that in those scenarios. So I appreciate Joe's point. I'm with you. I'm, I'm thinking of like a, you know, a restaurant, a family, a group of people seated. You know, if you need help on that, it's not all kids running the place, right? <laughs> that would be an awesome place. <laughs> <laughs> the children's restaurant? No, you'd expect the manager to take a more active role and help out in that. Here's an interesting one from the 414. A 14-year-old will make wine recommendations, uncork a Aha. bottle. Will they serve it? Is that a good look? Is so much alcohol exposure good for Wisconsin youth when we already have an alcohol problem? See, that's, thank you, that's my point. It's that it's not necessarily the doing of it, but again, it's this other idea of just constant exposure to it. We have a problem in this state. We do. 
I am part of the problem. I also enjoy having a drink. <laughs> and you enjoy um, being part of the problem. Yeah, I guess I do. But I that it's that whole exposure thing. I agree with that. Like, and I'm 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 the wet blanket. I have to admit, when I'm at Bucks games, I don't like seeing Bakhtiari cranking down two beers and everyone cheering. I just think that's kind of tacky when I'm standing next to my 13-year-old. Like I just I, it's awesome, I, but at the same time, I'm I'm that weirdo who's like, oh, you know what? But prefer not my 13-year-old think that's awesome, too. Yeah, I hear that. I think this this doesn't change that at all. What, 14-year-olds are now suddenly aware that there's alcohol out in the universe because they're allowed to bring it from the bar to the table at a restaurant Then for why can't job? we check it at the grocery store, too? I want to be able to have them slide it at the grocery store. If they're going to be doing this, let them check it, beep, at the grocery store. 855-616-1620. Let's talk to uh, Mike this morning. Hey, Mike. Morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. What's up? So I'm even surprised that there's 14 and 15 year old waiters and waitresses. You know, when I was that age, I was a busboy, and all the waiters and waitresses were at least 18. Yeah. And I kind of was listening to everybody, and you know, good points. Like the first thing when you hear it, it sounds it sounds wrong. Um, and I guess in some ways it's the optics. But that other caller made a really good point about you know carding people, and you know, kind of you guys brought up the grocery store. Well, wouldn't a 14 year old Waiter be saying if his friends come in there, like be more likely to give them drinks, just like someone at a grocery store. So I don't know. I guess if I had to have an age limit, I'd make it 18. And that's where we are right now. Mike, thank you for the call. I mean, he raises that point. I I just think it's a little bit different scenario if you're asking those teenagers that would be served by their buddy. So 15-year-old Eric's there and his buddies pile, his sophomore in high school buddies pile, and they'd have to sit there and drink alcohol openly in the restaurant where there again, to the earlier point, you'd have a manager who could probably be like, hey, uh, Jimmy, what gives here with this table full of kids and the booze? Uh, Here's one from the 414. As a parent of a 14-year-old, it does open the opportunity for them to get a job outside of Culver's and Chick-fil-A because more places will hire. I will. I, that's a good point. I'll say this too, though. Like you'd be surprised. Um, I have a 16 year old and an almost 14 year old, and there are a lot of places hiring, not just restaurants. There's a lot of places you can find a place to work. Um, because my kid's been kind of enjoying that opportunity where he's kind of picking and choosing. Oh the, yeah, he's the kingmaker yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was bus boying for yeah. a while and decided that yeah, don't want to do that anymore. I got 15 year olds trying to enter the workforce and. While I grant, you know, folks are saying, look, could the 14 year old do this? Could the 14 year old? I, I wonder whether my son could regularly sweep the floor <laughs> and keep his job. So I get that. I mean, but not all 14 and 15 year olds are created equal. So they got to start somewhere. 828 on Wisconsin's morning news. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Obviously, some folks who have experience in this area making a couple of comments on how this would play out with the teenagers. Uh, as young as 14, being allowed to serve alcohol. Uh, this one, the 14-year-old would not necessarily be taking drink orders. They're delivering them to the table. The server who takes the dinner order is the same person who takes, is not the same person who takes the drink order. 14-year-old not responsible for who's been overserved. And so they're the runner. They're yeah, runner. No, yeah okay. another text yep. on that exactly yep, yep, that. Yep. To see the 14-year-old as the table runner. Waiter or waitress takes the order. Bartender makes the drink. The kid delivers the order. So the 14-year-old isn't saying, yeah, you might want to go with the cab. It pairs better with the chicken. <laughs> well, I also don't see this at like some high-end steakhouse, <laughs> right? You know, like, I'd like to recommend the... Excellent choice, sir. Right. The Camus 2013 was a fine vintage. Yes, yes, that Pinot is phenomenal.
8.36 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Gordon Lightfoot is dead, 84 years old. I think he was in Milwaukee as recently as a couple of years ago. I remember thinking I was going to maybe go to that show. Is that right? But I like this I song. I didn't realize you are a big fan. This song, I'm not a big fan. This song is Sundown. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, everybody knows the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. The legend lives on from the Chippewa on down of the big lake they call Gitchagumi. Every line is amazing. The lake, it is said, never gives up her dead when the skies of November turn gloomy. Sixth grade, Mr. Schumann's class, we learned this song. So I remember, we had to remember all the lines. This obviously. is like one of your concerts? Yeah, like this. I don't, I don't think we sang it in concert, just in music class. I remember... Did but you see, learn he about was the, involved. Schumann, Schumann was into it. Did you learn about the Edmund Fitzgerald? Too? Yeah, a little bit then. So we were kind of interested That's in that. That's cool. The local connection. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah, this is the song that everybody knows Gordon Lightfoot yep, for. Yep. And I, I was telling this story before. Someone had told me. I, I know I didn't make it up. Someone had told me, or I was in a conversation about it, or maybe I read it somewhere, that this, you know, the song that everybody knew, like, he wouldn't play. Like, so you would go to see Gordon Lightfoot, like I almost did in Milwaukee. Play the like, hits! Right, and you're like, oh, that's the Edmund Fitzgerald guy. And then he wouldn't play the song. Well, I don't know where that came from, though, because well, somebody texted earlier, so they saw him in Madison at the Oscar Mayer Theater not that long ago, and he did play it. All right, well, good. So he does <laughs> well, do Well, good. It. Because that is a thing. That is a thing. When, Artists like, who don't play yes, the song for that everybody reason. wants to hear. No, right. not going to do it. No. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Either they're tired of it or, you know, I, this song, we forget. This song is about real people mm-hmm. who have family here in Wisconsin yep. um, and who perished in this terrible uh, tragedy. Of course, uh, like, again, the ship was bound for Michigan, didn't make it. So so there is that. If he said, look, out of sensitivity to the families, I don't play this song anymore. I wrote a song. I wrote this story. But that wasn't it. Yeah, I he guess. does play it, it sounds like. Or he did. At least for that guy, that one time. Yeah. Well, I was very fortunate. I, I told you before, I, I'm a fan, I'm an Arlo Guthrie fan, which you don't have to add. My dad, he's into folk singing and stuff like that. You don't, so, <laughs> you don't have to justify well, it. Well, because you're looking at me like I go to no concerts and like, that's what you went to? Arlo Guthrie? Woody Black Guthrie's Crows, son? You love NXS, Black Crows, and then Arlo Guthrie. I love him because he tells a story. Okay, yeah. And that's kind of where- Kind of like Bob you know, Dylan. Yeah, and singer-songwriter, uh, you know, Gordon Lightfoot right there, and that group of people who are great writers, and they tell stories. But but when you see Arlo, he literally tells stories. So he gets up there on stage, and there are just guitar sounds coming, and he's just telling a story about this guy and that guy. And I remember okay. when Pete Seeger and Bob Dylan came by the house. They came to see Dad, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're just dropping names like that? My God. Like, the, the history in this guy and the people that he was around and how casual he is to tell these great stories. But his big song that everybody knows is Alice's Restaurant. You got that pancake? You can get anything you want, Eric, at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. Walk right in, it's around the back. Just a half a mile from the railroad track. You can get anything you want at Alice's Restaurant. You know the date that you pulled this, G? Which is there a date? That sounds like the original 1967 wow. recording. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna say that was. That's a very young. Sounds young. Yeah, for sure. Sounds a little bit different when he does it now. But this was one of the songs that, for a long time, he wouldn't play. I was very fortunate to have seen him at. 
what's it called? Like the Rainbow Room in Green Bay. Okay. My dad came up and he's like, hey, we're going to go see Arlo. I'm like, no, okay, dad. We'll go see Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> and he played it. And my dad's like, I can't believe he played it. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's the only song I knew that. And then when he plays some songs, you know, and he did some covers as you start well. Start recognizing some, some of those more, folk yeah. songs that like yep. nobody owns that they all played that whole genre of yeah. performers. But he's like, no, he never does that song anymore. So it was amazing. And he said, that's very special that you got to see that. And then every subsequent show that I saw him in, he he didn't play it even though people wanted it. In fact, I was at a show, maybe it was when I saw him in Oshkosh, and he was taking requests and somebody, Alice's Restaurant. He goes, yeah, right. <laughs> like, you All know right. I don't do, we're not doing this. You know I don't play this song. What he started doing then, and he recently was on an anniversary tour with it a few years ago when he was back around in Milwaukee. And what he recently do, started doing is doing another song, I think he calls it like Alice's Restaurant Revisited or Reprisal or something like that, where he t- performs a song about performing that song. Okay. And it's See, a wild awesome. trip. That's awesome. Because Alice's Restaurant is like 20 minutes long. They actually made a movie about it, which is excruciatingly long as well. <laughs> it's great if you're into it, but if you're not, you're like, oh boy. So in the song, he goes through... Yeah, so we're playing the song, and then he'll sing a verse or two from the song, and then he'll, you know, he has that bridge where he just keeps strumming on the guitar, right? And the music continues, mm-hmm, and then he mm-hmm. just stops singing the song, and he starts telling you a story. And he's telling this story about how one time I was playing the song, and he plays with his son Abe as part of his his group there, and then his daughter sometimes will come and sing and perform with him as well. So he's like, we're playing the song, and basically the story goes, I couldn't remember the next the next verse, it's a 20-minute song, and he's lost in it, and he can't remember where he is, and he can't remember what's next. Yep. And you know, if, if he could get two words, he could finish it out, right? He just needed that, you know, line. So he goes, so I look back at my son, Abe, and he's looking back at me, and he doesn't know where they are either. <laughs> I don't know. Right? So I look back at my daughter. She looks back at me. She didn't know where they were either. And he tells this great story how he says, like, I get him after the show, and I'm like, hey, you know, you're my children. I'm passing on these songs to you. He goes, I remember my dad's songs. <laughs> There's Woody a reason Guthrie. why you would. Yeah, Woody. Yeah, right. I mean, the Woody Guthrie classics, right? What's the one we all hold hands to and sing? This land is your land, right? Oh, that's a classic. A little bit simpler song than Drink Alice's Restaurant. <laughs> right. I remember my dad's songs. So Gordon Lightfoot died at the age of 84 years old. 843 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Read the text. I, I, I should I should not be surprised at, at, at all anymore. <laughs> Would have been nice to pay tribute to Gordon Lightfoot instead of Arlo Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem? We played two Gordon Lightfoot songs. We said it was great. But then you went on your, your Arlo Guthrie tirade. Like, why are you upset about that? <laughs> God, you must be a blast to be around. Let me tell you. Oh, I love it. Oh, the sun's up today. Oh, I'm going to get cancer. <laughs> it's skin cancer. I can't believe the sun's out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
just live life in absolute misery if that was your takeaway from that segment. Thanks for texting, though. 8.48 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Got to get to the stuff you had on... We are your artificial intelligence headquarters here. Yeah, we are. AI. There's more scary stuff every week. Mm -hmm. Well, I did say people are going to die. All right, so it's not really... Soon. It's not really an artificial intelligence musk conglomeration here. It's it's kind of like a variation of the two. So it's a musk watch, but also an AI watch at the same time. Can we go with that? So you can... You don't have to justify it. You can do a Muskwatch right, whenever you want. Okay. Well, it can all be Muskwatch. All right, so this is a very special Muskwatch. Muskwatch for Tuesday, May 2nd. My intelligence is artificial. Then why am I smarter than you? I wanted to play this quickly. Elon Musk was on with Bill Maher on HBO uh, over the weekend. They covered a lot of stuff. Uh, fascinating. Very long interview, 25 minutes plus or whatnot. Yeah, go all across the gamut. But they also discussed AI. And Musk, again, is saying, yeah, we need this to be regulated. We should have some sort of regulatory oversight. So, uh, you know, for anything that is a danger to the public, uh, if it's sort of uh, aircraft, uh, cars, uh, food and drug and whatnot, we've got some regulatory oversight, like a referee, essentially, and making sure that uh, companies don't cut corners. Yes, yeah. So he says the same thing needs to happen here. They have to figure out a way to regulate it. And he's not the only one calling for this, by the way. The so-called godfather of artificial intelligence. Which is an awesome title anyway. He breaks legs. <laughs> Dr. Jeffrey Hinton, the godfather of AI, is calling it quits at Google. He's quitting his job at Google so he can freely warn people about what he took part in creating. I made the problem. Heads up, we have a problem coming, is basically what he's going to be doing now. So he... Helped create yes. the artificial intelligence at Google. Now, had he not, someone else would have. Right. But yes, he was one of the creators. And I was so disturbed by that which he has created that he quit his mm -hmm. job so that he can talk freely, as he says, about how bad this is going to be. Right. He's going to spend his time advocating for regulation of artificial intelligence to prevent bad actors from misusing it. He's worried about the bad actors. He, along with Elon Musk, calling for regulation. So, so what would that look yes. like? That's the question. We keep calling for regulation, and I, you know, I, I appreciate that they're saying, like, help us help ourselves here, and we're not going to do it on our own. We need some other outside entity, otherwise yeah. this stuff is going to... But, but like, what would that look like? A bunch of you know, senators in Washington, D.C. trying to figure out what's going on. They don't the, even know what Facebook is. <laughs> right. They're going to be figuring out what's going on in, the, in Silicon Valley. <laughs> no. No, so someone would have to, I mean, they would have to have lobbyists of some type writing some of that regulation. And for here's them. the other thing you liken it to some of the studies that we do on diseases, highly controversial, right? But we're creating and messing around with viruses and things like that. It's part yep. of the debate over COVID as well. Whether or not you want to advocate for gain of function or not, it's still one thing that we routinely do is we. You know, harvest viruses and then we mess around with them because we say, well, we have to be ready for if this mutates or whatever. Yeah. So we need to know. Just like we were clearly ready for COVID-19. Right. But the, the <laughs> argument behind it is we need to know what we're dealing with here so that we can be ready to combat it when it gets out of hand. Don't you, can't you make the same argument for AI? We need to continue advancing AI in some of these circles because someone else is going to do it. Well, right. Some, someone will no matter what, yes. So shouldn't it be us so that we know what we're dealing with? Someone or something. 
I mean, there has been talk of singularity coming by 2029. I was just going to say, we don't have any time. What is the word you use there? Singularity? singularity. So what does that mean? Ray Kurzweil, he's a, a Google expert slash computer science guy. He said this years ago that by 2029... Uh, super AI, artificial intelligence, would be smarter than humans. That's six years. Yeah. Now, he said this 10 years ago, give or take a year. So, like, who knows if, if that's going to change or if it's still that far yeah, it's out or, change or sooner. sooner. <laughs> but that was his prediction. And uh, actually, it's funny, uh, Musk brought that up. He brought up that he goes, yeah, that's, he's pretty much right on with that 2029. He's pretty darn close. And he also brought up why people like this Ray Kurzweil Love AI because it's the idea of living forever. Digital superintelligence is as the only thing that can figure out how to get them to live forever. I think Kurzweil is in that category. So he would prefer to have AI, artificial general intelligence, than, than not uh, because it can figure out longevity. It can figure out longevity. So who gets to live forever? You, you me, me I, yeah. Who wants to do that? Who needs that? A lot of people are afraid of death, my friend. Right, but you're still dead. Yeah, well... I mean, I guess it depends on depends on a lot of things. I'm not going to try to get into. Man, you're going to make my brain explode if you're going to tell me I'm still actually like I still think I'm alive. Well, I do think that there would be ways to easily create an AI that could be you if you were gone. Like if you were gone, I could talk to it and it would have the mannerisms of of Vince. I don't want that. I don't want like uh, if if I could just get some help making my body not hurt as much, that'd be great. <laughs> but yeah, of course. I'll, I'll check out at 75 if you can promise I'm in good shape till then. That's cool. 8:54 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. I told you I wanted to get to one million things this hour. How did we do? Got to like four. <laughs> four. <laughs> Dang. Not bad. Tell Scafidi he's not coming in. No, he's next. Steve Scafidi at 9 o'clock. I did want to get on record with this because we had this. I hope you've seen the video. If you haven't, go to WTMJ.com and check it out. This is the reckless driving incident where a couple of joyriding teenagers slammed into a school bus. And uh, Greg, do you have that? Can you just play that? I, don't, I want you to listen. So what you had here was just outside of school, there's a school bus parked, and then you've got this joyriding car going down the street with a kid hanging out the window. So he's got his like butt on the yeah, window, sitting on the, yep. full torso out of the vehicle, waving around, woo this is a great time in a school zone with children everywhere. And the, the driver is whipping around on the street, like doing like S, mm-hmm. making an S thing, and loses control and slams into the back end of a school bus. And the the joyrider who had his butt on the window and full out out of the car flopped out of the vehicle, slammed his whole body into the bus, and then they hit another vehicle after that. There was a parked truck there, and it's brutal and it's hard to watch. But I noticed today, and I know because I've been in these conversations, the news stations now are blur either stopping it short or blurring out the part where this teen's body is flopping around outside right. of this car. And I have mixed feelings on that. 
I understand people when they watch the news, and I used to hear this criticism all the time. Jesus, I got my kids in the house and whatever, and you're showing violent video or, or whatever. Is it necessary to convey the story? And I'm half and half on this because I really super respect that. On the other hand, this kind of sanitizes that video, and we're looking at trying to shock people straight to stop reckless driving. And this is beyond reckless driving. This is nuts. It impacts you more when you see what happens to a human body that's flailing around outside the vehicle, look like a rag doll. That's well, a person in there. I remember you saying once before that what would help stop reckless driving? Well, it, it may not be Bobby Portis. It could be a kid who's injured and saying, like, look what I, you know, look what happened to me. Kind of like the the woman who smokes and doesn't have a jaw anymore in the pictures. Yeah. That you know, is it would that be a better? way to prevent someone from doing that if they were able to see how awful it can be. You want a public service campaign that'll have an impact? Find this young man. Uh, let's Somebody, I, if, if he survives. I was say, he's not in good shape. I know that. If he survives, find him or others who've done things like that. Get them to tell their story. See what their life is like after suffering severe injuries like that and show that video in its real and full form. Nine o'clock. Steve Scafidi is up next on WTMJ.